In the past couple of weeks, we've been saddened by several tragic stories of extremist violence in Israel. The stabbing attack on participants in Jerusalem's gay pride celebration by an ultra-conservative Jewish man that left a 16-year-old girl dead. The arson attack on a West Bank Palestinian home that killed an 18-month-old boy. We've invited Rabbi Jack Moline, Executive Director of Interfaith Alliance, to share some thoughts on these tragic events. Thanks, Welton. Jewish theology does not give us the luxury of a devil. The violence that any person commits comes from within, not from without. I therefore have to admit to a certain discomfort on my part when I hear people attempt to externalize the evil and brutality in this world by blaming it on others or on circumstances beyond our control. If I thought I were up against some supernatural power, I wouldn't really bother with trying to fix what needs repair. A friend reminded me of this important notion by directing my attention to Isaiah chapter 45, verse 7. It appears daily, slightly amended, in Jewish evening worship. God brings forth light and creates dark, makes peace and creates evil. The verse appears in the context of Isaiah's affirmation that the world, including the world of politics, exists as a whole and not as competition among supernatural equals. When I witness the evil of the world, the murder of a child in a fire set by terrorists, or the hate-driven attack on a gay pride parade, I must recognize that I share something with the perpetrators of these horrors. We have a shared beginning and therefore a shared responsibility. We at Interfaith Alliance focus entirely on a domestic agenda. Our concern centers on the Constitution of the United States and the behavior of our government and our citizens. But the phenomenon of religious extremism is worldwide, and its conflict with the more inclusive instincts of a global community is instructive no matter the location. As a rabbi for more than 30 years, I can't help but be drawn to special attention to my own faith community. And so when I discover that in less than a week, two successful attempts at murder and one foiled attempt at desecration have been perpetrated by right-wing adherents of Jewish communities in Israel, I sit up and take notice. With a peculiar Abrahamic thoroughness, an ultra-Orthodox felon stabbed Jews in an LGBT pride parade murdering a 16-year-old girl. Nationalist hooligans were apprehended just before attacking the Christian Church of the Multiplication. And price tag terrorists defaced and set fire to a Muslim home, incinerating an 18-month-old toddler. I cannot tell you if they were encouraged by their religious mentors, but I can tell you that they were not prohibited by them. I've heard from many corners of my community in the aftermath of these tragedies. Rabbis, communal leaders, and people in the street have mostly expressed a sense of devastation and mostly offered the expected repudiation. No one who truly follows our religious teachings would commit such an act, is what they say. Our struggle against the excesses and distractions of the modern world are internal and peaceful. And then others object. If you are so peaceable, then how do you explain these murders, those bombings, that vandalism? 
How did you allow these criminals to remain in your community? Why do you make contributions to the organizations that sustain them? You share a name, a heritage, a scripture. Why don't you share a responsibility? And those are critical challenges. The Jewish community in general, and Orthodox Jews in particular, and fundamentalist extremist Jews in specific, must take responsibility for condoning the language and environment that nurtured these terrorists. It is not enough to call someone, to turn a phrase, a lone wolf. It is not enough to claim that a perpetrator who identifies entirely as an Orthodox Jew is not fairly considered a product of that orthodoxy. The perpetrators of these crimes are indeed a tiny minority of believers, and not only among Jews, but among Christians, Muslims, and other religious extremists. But they do not exist in a vacuum. When religious leaders use religious language to denigrate, demonize, and dehumanize people who do not share their beliefs, they are accessories to the actions of those who consider their words to be sacred. The wise Dr. Ibu Patel was asked why Muslim leaders did not strongly enough condemn terrorism. With aplomb, he answered, I condemn terrorism completely. Tell everyone you know. It is only when we take responsibility within our own communities for the excesses that validate the worst behaviors of the faithful that we have a hope of preventing future tragedies. And until we have done so, it is hypocritical to the highest degree to accuse others of the shortcomings that we refuse to address among ourselves. Tell everyone you know.